Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. by Sage, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. I'm Ed Kless with my friend and co-host Ron Baker, and on today's show, folks, we're talking Subscription Economy Update 2022. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ed. How's it going? Going great. Well, no guest. <laughs> no guest today. First to first time, long time. Yeah. But see, yeah. No, actually, we did. We have one. Well, I think it's a few weeks ago, but it it has it has been quite some time. We've been doing a lot, a lot of guests lately. Yeah, and there's more to come too. So that's exciting. I know. Very excited about that. But I'm also equally excited to talk subscription economy update. I think I, I don't know when the last time we did one of these was. Probably about halfway through 2021. Might would be my guess. Or late. It, yeah. Yeah. Within the last six months something i don't know but we yeah. have we have done it but yeah it's been a while for sure it's been a while and and it's just an ever ever changing ever changing scenario in fact a couple things just hit this week in fact one today that i have that <laughs> my stack I, I bet i bet it's the same thing i got right okay. before we went live amazon prime Oh, well, is there another new thing? They increased by $20, right? Right. They increased their prices. That was okay. It. As of today. Yes, that, as that of is to, as yeah. of today. But uh, right. I had read about that a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So, yes, it was it was today. I knew it was this week sometime. So, right. let's talk about that. So, uh, Amazon increases their prices. Yep. As of uh, it's going to apply on March 25th, 2022. But uh, what I really liked about this, Ed, is they, uh, you know, they have their monthly plan, plan $12.99 to $14.99. That's the price increase. Mm-hmm. The annual goes from $119 to one thirty nine, but I liked what they said in their second paragraph explaining this. They said we continue to invest in making Prime even more valuable for our members. Right? They pointed out more product selection with fast, free, unlimited Prime shipping, same day delivery uh, to more than uh, ninety U.S. metropolitan areas. They tripled the number of Amazon original series and movies. They're going to start having uh, exclusive NFL Thursday night football. I guess that's next season mm-hmm. and uh, their prescription program and w- along with fast free delivery from that and Amazon music and, and reading and, and gaming is all expanding. So they just justified it by talking about value. They didn't talk about costs. They didn't talk, you know, that's such a cop out now with the, with the inflation, everybody's blaming costs. Mm hmm. And I just I cringe when I see it, even though I get it. I, it's it's easy answer. Everybody understands it. I still think it's a cop out. I totally agree. And I thought that this was absolutely beautifully done by Amazon. Really beautifully done to say, hey, listen, no, prices prices going up because we've created more value for you. And here's all the things we did. And I, I don't even did, for, did they mention because in the last four years they acquired Whole Foods. So th- that was yet another thing. Yeah, they didn't even mention that. <laughs> You know, because it, it seems that they increase their price every four years. I think it was tw- 2012, it? 2018, and now 2022. 
So it coincides with, you know, Winter Olympics, I guess, is really. <laughs> oh, well, there, there's a story in and of itself, but that's for the bonus episode. But uh, Right, right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, this is really good. And, and, you know, they have like 148 million crime members in the United States. It's mm-hmm. a massive number. That's a massive number. Agreed. And, you know, people are trying to shut this or, or break it apart. And, and, and I, you know, NPR on point did a whole week on Monopoly this week. Ugh. Trying to get rid and because of the Biden administration, Lena Khan, head of the FTC, no longer believes in consumer welfare. The argument that is that Monopoly threatens democracy. It's more it's more than money. It's not just about predatory pricing or consumer welfare. It 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 um, it threatens democracy. We got mm-hmm. a commercial running in the background. It's kind of bizarre. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know if folks can hear that, but um, um, anyway. So um, and I just I, you know here's an organ- organization that is dropping prices, mm-hmm. offering more services, and people are attacking it. <laughs> Because let's translate when they say threatening democracy, Ron, what they mean is threatening the power that they in government have. Let's translate that for a second. Absolutely. And, And not only that, how can you on one hand say that monopoly, qua monopoly threatens democracy and not worry about all the other things that are being thrusted upon corporations? like the whole woke ink mm-hmm. argument, right? right? I mean, we need a wall between democracy and capitalism and we ain't getting that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and they're just focusing on antitrust and monopoly. But I'm like, what about ESG? What about all this other crap? Mm-hmm. We, it, stakeholder capital, what are we, you know, we're foisting this on corporations as well. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, but back to the subscription side. No, I think this is great. I also think that, you know, we have to keep in mind, because along with the story about the increased price, what I'm also seeing is a lot of people comparing, well, you know, Alibaba is going to make some entrees into the U.S. market big time. So I I, I love this fact that, yes, there's competition and it's going to it's it's actually going to come from a company in China. So now what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Okay, take your federal trade. Are you going to block Alibaba from operating in the U.S.? Is, is that actually what we're going to do here? I, I, you know, in the, and you know, we were just talking about <clears throat> before we went live about dinosaurs. And if there's any better example of dinosaur thinking, it's antitrust because they're mm-hmm. only looking at what's there because nobody can predict the future. Nobody knows what's coming tomorrow. They, they can say, oh, well, you know, Google shouldn't be able to put its ads at the top of, of the page. Well, maybe in the metaverse, it ain't going to matter. I mean, technology is going to blow 99% of these problems away. Mm-hmm. But of course, the FTC and all these agencies that have to deal with this, they don't know that. They're just looking at what's there. It's so and, static. And they're always running behind. They're always running Constantly. behind. I, I, so this, this, this this morning, I was greeted to uh, on my I, I do my news reading in the morning on my iPad and the Wall Street Journal article or piece about COVID cases going down. You know, we're, we're the downside of COVID. It's over. You know what showed up today, Ron? 
my tests. <laughs> yes, yes. Some, somebody else, I saw somebody else write that up. Yeah, I got my test today after Omnicron's, you know, going away. It's, yeah, I got my test. And, and, and it's just endemic, no pun intended, of the, the, the situation of, of how government has to work and it has to operate. And, and the, di- the dynamism of the economy with regard to changing the, the pricing structure, like subscription pricing, like non-fungible tokens, which I was listening to earlier. We'll probably talk about that more on a bonus Patreon episode. But th- I mean, there's a lot of really interesting things happening that, that it, the government is just not even prepared for. Yeah. So, but anyway, I want to get back to, back to subscription. What what Absolutely. else do you have on your stack with regard to subscription, Ron? Okay, we got the first major U.S. airline, which isn't exactly true, but the first, at least recently, the first major U.S. airline to offer a subscription, Alaska. Now, JetBlue yep. tried it, Ed, but they tried it back in 2009, mm-hmm. and they pulled it, really, I mean, within like months, I think, because they just had all sorts of issues. So, Alaska's offering this, uh, it's called Flight pass mm-hmm. and there's two options um, both of which deal you can choose up to 24 round trip flights per year round trip only no single way no multi-city round trip mm-hmm. only between 16 west coast cities also reno las vegas and phoenix so pretty popular routes mm-hmm. um you have 100 daily flights to choose from, and um, there are two options. You get the Flight Pass or the Flight Pass, Pass Pro. The bottom one is $49 a month, and the top one's $199. Now, once you choose a number of trips to go on, because you have to pick between 6, 12, or 24 round-trip flights per year, then it, it goes up from there. Obviously, the, the price goes up. Mm-hmm. But both allow tickets up to 90 days before travel. Flight Pass only allows bookings as early as 14 days, whereas Flight Pass Pro, you can get same-day bookings up to two hours before travel, mm-hmm. which is pretty convenient if you're a business person. Um, and then, of course, they add taxes and all that, which is understandable, you know, but they have a nominal fare, which is one cent on most flights. But that can change. And this is their dynamic pricing. So mm-hmm. peak flight, peak time, whatever, that could go up to, you know, a higher price. Uh, so there's a little bit of price uncertainty built into mm-hmm. this. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was pretty interesting. Um, uh, they also give you credits and you also get miles towards qualifying elite status. And here's the problem I see with this. They've still got their loyalty program, which I understand. So they're just bolting this thing on as a way to, you know, rope in some recurring revenue. But your status is the what you pick in the subscription. Mm-hmm. In other words, this is a substitute to the loyalty program. Correct. And they're bolting it on. And this is the problem. This is the problem with these people. They don't understand that this is a completely different mindset. There's no all you can travel plan in this. So there's still it's still transactional based. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't a subscription. It's a more elaborate prepayment for flights so I can get some convenience, a little bit of convenience, a little bit of convenience. Now, I, I think that that if from a pricing standpoint, if I had something like, oh, our colleague Dan Morris at Verisage, where I where I had a situation where I have an office in San Jose in Portland. Well, 
and it, happen to fly Alaska a lot. <laughs> it, it won't work for him because it, they don't do Portland. Oh, they don't do Portland. Okay. They don't do Portland. Okay. Yeah, it's the first thing okay. he said. Yeah. So, all right. So, but point being though that that, that it, this could work for a, a fraction of, of people. If maybe you have a vacation house in two different places in, in a could. place. You know where you. So, so I think that would work really, really well. I do think that the flight pass made more sense to me than the flight pass pro mm-hmm. and here's, here's why if i know that i'm going to be booking 14 days in advance i'm i'm not a business traveler traveler i know i'm a leisure traveler right. i'm i know i'm not going to necessarily need to get one on one of those peak flights that's going to cost me more than a penny uh, to be able to do that so so i think to some extent the the lower option is is the is the better constructed from a subscription standpoint one of the things they pointed out is uh just and other agencies airbnb have, have figured this out too that people say in 2022 they're going to do their vacationing more on the fly they're mm-hmm. not going to plan it they're just gonna, and and so i think you're starting to see some companies trying to pivot towards getting that demographic yeah. into their business yeah, you did have to dig a little, but there was a really good chart. If I don't know if you if you went into it, that did list all of this out, where you can actually see a cost per year, um, mm. and, and therefore even all right. If I took this and said uh, divided it by twelve, that, that would be like that what the, be, the real monthly subscription right, right. price is. Um, and you know, in, in all fairness to them, they are they are charging these taxes and fees because that's what the government says they oh, have to oh, on a per per thing basis. So there's really nothing absolutely. they can do about that. No. So. There's nothing they get, that's going to complicate any any airline or yes, you know yeah. for sure. For yeah, sure. that even complicated Ryanair in in, in uh, Europe. Yeah, so I applaud them for trying. Yeah, but we'll see. Need some work. Yeah, need some work. Need some work. All right. want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Of course, the website is The Soul of Enterprise, where you can see show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. Uh, we are also sponsored in our Patreon channel by Blake Oliver. It's CPE, um, Earmark CPE, I'm sorry. And the website is Earmark CPE. We've got a good, a, an announcement to make that we're looking to try to get all of the episodes of The Soul of Enterprise operational on that platform so to be able to get CPE for listening to the show. That's going to be a little bit of time in the future, but we look forward to having fun with this. But right now, a word from our sponsors. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. Ron, let's take a minute and talk about our new sponsor, File, F-Y-L-E. We saw a demo of this thing, and it's really awesome. It really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating. Yeah, and of course, it integrates with all of the accounting software out there. Yeah, and they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system, so you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports. Yep, so check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. 
Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I recorded the advertisement for Ron and Ed's book, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Blah, 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 Whatever. And four years later, we're all tired of it, especially me. But thankfully, there's a solution. For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. For a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe now. Have you listened to so many of my ads that it's corroded your soul? I absolutely have. What if I told you that you could listen to my voice for an entire podcast? I'd say that approximately half of the podcast is actually my voice. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. And I'm Caleb Newquist. We're launching a new podcast called Oh My Fraud. Ron and Ed explore the soul of enterprise. Caleb and I explore fraud, which is more like the herpes of enterprise. Go to wherever you get your podcast and download Oh, oh My Fraud. Fraud. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise well, welcome back everybody we're here doing the subscription economy update now i got one from france and this is just fantastic this is decathlon united this is sports as a subscription. Mm. So sports Tell me as a more. service. Instead of buying skis, for example, why not subscribe to skiing when you become a service company instead of just a product company? So this is um, Teen Zoe is interviewing, I guess, the CEO of Decathlon. He said, we started with bicycles. So you could switch from a road bike to a mountain bike. You know, you had your own bicycle library to choose from. He said, but, but, you know, he said, now you can, why not just be able to subscribe to a sport? And with the circular economy, you know, the whole recycling, make it easier to redo things and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Why not just get the latest and best golf clubs? You know, you pay for just, just keep rotating, whatever it is, tennis rackets. This is a great idea. Mm-hmm. And then they would just, you know, ro- roll down, I guess, to the the next person. Nick, then the company could effectively sell it used. I mean, that's that's a big part of what Apple does with with its with its effective subscription, although it's really financing, unfortunately, the way they, they they do it. And we talked about that with solar panels. There's a mm-hmm. huge market for used solar panels. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to close at over 350 stores in France because of COVID, um, and over 90 percent of their stores around the world. I didn't get how many stores they have outside of France but their e-commerce business exploded and so it was because of that because of COVID basically they started looking into hey why can't we just let our customers subscribe to a sport so it's not completely worked out but they're they're moving definitely in that in that direction 
Yeah, I like it. And how many sports adapters does it say? Did you have? You, did you out and see it, at all? It doesn't say. It said you know. It's it didn't say golf. It said bikes and skiing and you know. I I would imagine the stuff that you that where the equipment is is a, a high price tag. Sure. Right. So skis, golf clubs. You know, right. you're gonna not, buy new not golf basketball. Clubs. <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe even not baseball. Right. I mean, what what's the cost well, of baseball? Gloves. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm telling maybe. you. Cleats. I'm telling. I have yeah, now. Yeah, well, more of growing kids. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, he just wears through them because they all have to wear these plastic molded ones, molded cleats now. That right, unfortunately right. in the in the in the which is on, which is fine on the grass, but all of the dugouts are poured cement and just sitting in there. They wear down. So, but, but you, know. you know what I thought was interesting about this thing was the circular economy. You know, yeah. there is an attraction to cu- customers there, knowing that hey, I just you know turn this in and they deal with it, whatever recycle or yeah, maybe put it into a used market or whatever. But there's there's a value add there over and above just the product. So, agreed. Um, you know, one of the things that really strikes me about when you read about product companies and and especially when you combine it with the Internet of Things is how lucky we are in the professional space to not be tied to a tangible product. Hmm. Like our service can be anything. It can be it can be consulting. It can be you know projects, whatever. We're not tied to a tangible product like these guys have to. You know, think about your vacuum cleaner, right? I mean, they have to look for other ways to add value to that. Now they did, but there it's still the the center is still the vacuum cleaner. It's still a product. Well, that was curious. What a perfect lead in, Ron. It's almost like we had this planned, which we didn't. But that's my next update. Is an update on my vacuum cleaner subscription to let you know that it's been going fairly well you know they they they've sent me they, they, again the sensor on the on the the tower it's called where it goes in uh, and sucks all of the stuff that when it goes around the bag has gotten full twice they've they know when that's going to happen it gets sent in the mail to me and i always have an one extra one in there just in case but i don't have to have five of them on on uh, stored around the house it's just one so they they'll replace that but it stopped working ron oh yep and i had to call the 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 service group well and they said you know is 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 your is your vacuum on the base station it wasn't because it was in the middle of my kitchen i said they said go put it on the base station so i connected up to the base station it was in there and they're and they're like okay give it about 30 seconds like let me do a diagnostic on it like okay Nope, it's communication error on the main board. Uh, we we it, we could probably get th- this working, but we've seen this in the past, and it's just it's gonna it's gonna stop again. So we're just gonna send you a new one. A new one, beautiful. And then I did push. I just wanted to see if I could push it a little bit. I said, well, I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna be out the use of the vacuum cleaner for you know seven to ten days. Are you going to do anything for me on that? And they said, well, let me that they did have to check with the manager on that one. But in the email that came back, they said, let let us know when the new one arrives. We know we know when the last time your thing completed a mission, which was, I think, February 13th or something, because it's logged in the thing. So they know it. So like, OK, so w- w- as soon as you get it plugged in, we'll know that you've got the next one and we will give you a credit for those for those days. Those days. Yeah. Now, see, in my Did, mind, you just say, that. you know what? We're going to just pause the whole month for you. Screw it. You know, I agree. I, you know, I just agree. stop nickel and diming with the pro rating. It's just like cable company, yeah. phone, you know, 
Verizon does that kind of crap and it just it's so oh give me a break so I did I did have to ask about it so they right. weren't going to offer it so that was kind of it's not a strike because I it's you know, they they offered to send me a new one so it was like totally fine but I did have to ask and you're right I was testing them to see if I would have been really impressed really yes. impressed but they yes. said you know what we're waving the whole month for you we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna charge you next month or something like that yep Yep, that that would have been service over and above, and that would have been remarkable, and you would be talking about it. <laughs> but but I think that's but I think that's the lesson, and I, and I did have an engagement that went a little bit. It didn't go south. It, there was a, a situation that, and it was they were on a subscription for me. They that it got paused over COVID and then never renewed. So it's 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 fine, but where I told them that I was going to to do some content for them, and then I would record it, and they would have access to it afterward. Well, I forgot to record one. I just told them uh, proactively, um, I'm not going to charge you. It's just don't don't pay. So, and, and I think that that helped. I mean, ultimately, I think they were running out of cash. But 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 that's that's the lesson to me is that you it, you should in subscription go over and above. As part of it, you know, and this this winds back all the way to TQS days, you know, total quality yeah. service. But one of the things that the leaders used to say back then was what separates a good company from, a, you know, a mediocre company is how they respond to customer complaints. Right. Right. Moments so FedEx, of truth. Yeah, moments of truth. Disney, FedEx, they have these elaborate um, protocols like like Ritz Carlton in place for when a customer complains. You know, first you fix the customer before you fix the problem. You hear them mm -hmm. out. You apologize. You say, I'm sorry. You don't say FedEx apologizes, you know, because yeah. it sounds totally ridiculous. Um and I think all of those principles still apply in the subscription world. You're still dealing with human beings. You're still going to screw up, mm -hmm. but you should be proactive about it. You should, again, I, I, I think it's just this, this unlearning of we got to focus on the lifetime value of the customer, not the math of the month. Mm -hmm. You should have paused your subscription for a month just for the hassle of me having a call. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You've got to value the customer's time. I mean, that's the point. That's why you're subscribing to this thing. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be on your radar screen. You don't right. have to worry about it. Right. Right. And they failed. That's yeah. a fail. Yeah. So the next thing that I'm curious about, though, because because there is intelligence built into this thing that when I get the new one, is it going to have to start from scratch or are they going to be able to download what the the the, the knowledge that was in the old one and data that was in the old one into my new one? I guess you, you, did, you forgot. You probably thought of that after you got off the phone with them. <laughs> I, I thought of that after I got off the phone with them to ask about it. But I, but I'm, I'm 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 curious about it to see what's what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, me too. It's not all that big a deal because it's re really just is, hey, you know, it's going to run and re remap the house sure but it would be interesting to see how well that technology has progressed right for them to be able to on, on get to your point on a physical good can they can they make that right. connection is that data in the cloud that they're just going to download to it well that, yeah yeah i'm curious yeah let us know i'm curious about that that yeah. is a very interesting question this is irobot right ed yes yep it, okay. yep okay 20% year over year 
revenue growth, profit growth has been even higher <laughs> because of their select subscription plan. Mm-hmm. Team wrote them up uh, last week or maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, cleaning robot, blah, 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 all the accessories. There's a de- dedicated support team, yep. including an experience manager, uh, which they really think is a best practice. Um, and you know, it's the beginning of a relationship. It's not the consummation of a sale. Yep. So. And that's who I talked to. I got, I got to the, the, the person within 30 seconds of, of the, the phone call. I mean, it, it was automated. The pickup of the phone call was not a human being. It was an automated pickup. Right. And they told me your, will, your, your agent will get to you in less than a minute. And it was 30 seconds after that happened and went into some kind of call queue and they talked to and the, the the person I talked to was fairly empowered. She wasn't able to waive the fee immediately, but she did say I can all speak to the, the the manager about that. And she was very personable and 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 uh, and helpful. So, if you want to contact me or Ed, send us an email to asktsoe at verisage Do check us out on patreon.com And now that channel is sponsored by Ninety Minds. More minds are better than one. Check them out at 90minds.com. Now we want to hear from our sponsor, including File, which does expense reporting in the cloud. That's FileHQ.com and the rest of our sponsors. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever listened to an online radio show that changed your life? I'm required to say that I have. Have you ever stopped listening to an online radio show because the commercials were mind-numbingly repetitive? Of course you haven't because you're here right now. Look, you don't have to listen to me anymore. There's a commercial-free version of this show, and it only costs $10 a month. And for $15 a month, you get no commercial commercials plus bonus content go to patreon.com slash tsoe subscribe now and be free you're worth it Ron, let's take a minute and talk about our new sponsor, File, F-Y-L-E. We saw a demo of this thing, and it's really awesome. It really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating. Yeah, and of course, it integrates with all of the accounting software out there. Yeah, and they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system, so you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports. Yep, so check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. 
And we're back on the Soul of Enterprise talking subscription economy 2022. But folks, before we get into the rest of our content, we do have some sad news to report. The uh, the originator and founder of the Voice America talk show network, Jeff Spinard, uh, passed away a, couple, a month or so ago. And um, just uh, Jeff is a, a, a terrific guy and a wonderful influence on both Ron and myself. Had the chance to meet Jeff uh, on a couple of occasions and um, j- just real a real visionary with regard to internet radio and podcasting so didn't want to want to let the let that this moment pass without quick mentioning it ron did you want to add anything no i got to i first met jeff when on my first visit to the studios in arizona when i broadcasted from there and uh yeah super nice guy very supportive of what we were trying to do here ed with the soul of enterprise and uh, i know he wrote a book that uh, finding my frequency that i found really valuable i know he did a podcast with Ryan, our engineer today, and um, that was really enjoyable as well. He was just a great guy. We got to spend some time with him in New Orleans when we were there doing the Sage Conference live, and uh, I think we went to the House of Blues. Yes, it was was House of Blues. Yeah, it was just really fun to be able to talk to him, and you know, I've always admired people with a vision like that to bring it to life, and he certainly did that with Voice America. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, our condolences to Jeff his family and friends, and uh, we wish them the, the peace that passes all understanding. So, all right, Ron, let's back to the, the more mundane. What do you got from a subscription world standpoint? <laughs> well, this one was, this one's a little bit old, Ed, but, but uh, I, I really like it. And I don't think we've talked about it before. It's Ames 360, A AIMS 360. It's the leading ERP software company for fashion brands. They had more than 500 customers when this was written up, small to medium size operations. And Initial, what, what I like about this story is there's a lesson in here because initially these guys tried to customize every subscription per customer. They tried to price mm. the customer. And what they found was the strategy didn't pan out because it confused the hell out of the customers because essentially they had over 40 options. So it was the paradox of choice. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the problem with this. When you did that, they said, even if they make a decision, they will be less satisfied because they didn't understand the choice they were making and or feel like they're getting the best option, Hmm. you know, the highest value. So it's kind of like building a BMW or a Porsche. The way I understand it, there's you can go online and you can do and there's like, I don't know, two million permutations or something. Um, But but, you know, you're also buying a Porsche so or a BMW. So that's that's a hell of a lot more fun than buying ERP software, right? Um, Come on, so, Ron, what are you doing now? <laughs> so, well, the, the point is that you could still price the customer by yeah. custom tailoring them three options and just showing them that, rather than giving them a menu and saying, "Oh, pick from all these," you know, pull down a la carte things. Um, but that, you know, that that. Uh, that negates some of the advantages of moving to subscription, I think, which is more uniform type pricing. Not that you can't have an enterprise option or whatever, but here's what I like what they did, Ed. Instead, they went to a program where they said, rather than trying to segment the customers based on needs, they, they segmented them based upon where they were in their life cycle. 
So mm. they have a visionary, emerging, designer, and luxury. And each one of these has certain properties, certain characteristics of how many platforms do they sell on and how many transactions and when are they ready for QuickBooks and when are they ready for, you know, or, or accounting with inventory, you know, that type of thing. And that's Sage like Impact, a, Ron. Yes, Sage <laughs> Impact. Thank you. Um, that that, um, that that to me makes a lot of sense. You know, it's kind of like how LinkedIn uh, segments based upon the user type, salesperson, recruiter, somebody looking for a job, you know, that type of thing. I agreed. Yeah. There's some really interesting things of, of, of that, are, that are happening. I think that that intake form um, where, where you do get some questions asked about that is a really smart idea. I think that's clearly a best practice. I, I don't know how extensive it needs to be, though, or and I think that, that there are a lot of people are trying to overdo it. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, one example of another subscription that's that's come through, this is uh, Simplex Legal. Mm. And I, I believe one of our listeners might have been Matthew even sent sent this to us. But they have a, a their, their custom intake form, which uh, to, to, you, you can get a quote. You can't get an immediate price out of them. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. This, I think, needs needs to be be further researched and studied. But you can click get a quote and they do have a, 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 a three th effectively three questions that you need to talk about. The first is how available do you need us to be once right. once in a while or short term which is less than th three months or a long term more than three months all right uh i prefer my legal resources to be either on-site virtual or hybrid and then once you pick a combination of those two things it then takes you to then a, i believe a somewhat customized third page which lists through the different matters that you could be involved with so for example commercial leases or a shareholder agreement or a master services agreement and you can select from those things and then once you you click and you can se select any number of them you can add those to your quote cart for quoting Right. And then once you make it through that section, then I guess it goes to some kind of quote. Now, I, di I didn't I didn't want to bother this company and, and <laughs> click all the way through and, you know, just say, hey, I'm, right. I'm just testing you. I'm just a radio show host that talks about subscription. <laughs> but I, 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 I like some of this stuff conceptually. Um, but but I, but I still think that there's something that is not quite right with it from a subscription standpoint. You know, we, the, let's just say it. The more complex your pricing or the more opaque your pricing, mm -hmm. the less trust there is. Yeah. Period. And, um, you know, the, this is this is the trade off. Mm -hmm. This is the trade off between having three very clear, simple options and um you know, trying to, to uh, customize every little thing to every little client. Um, there's a trade-off there in complexity and and transparency and trust. And and here's the here's the response that I've been getting from people on this. And 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 I think this has some validity. And it, maybe it's just because you and I just don't necessarily think this way. But you know, some folks are saying pe people are distrustful of the option that's very upfront and open because you can't possibly understand the level of complexity of my situation and therefore this is just some kind of a bait and switch routine. So I think there there is kind of something to that, but I think it's it's really it's like it's a psychographic thing because some people like you and I were like just just tell me 
This is all included. Here's the here's here's your three prices. They're your three choices. Whereas I do think that there is a fairly substantial portion of the population who's like, if it's this easy, it's got to be. There's got to be something wrong with it. There's got to be something wrong. Well, kind of like, what do you mean you're going to have this big front-loaded project, but you're still only going to charge me monthly? Are you going to get it done? Or am I going to? Are we going to be a priority for your firm? Are you going to move on to more lucrative things? You know that I get that. Is, I am I going to end up spending more in, in in you know three years from now since I'm still paying you at this same same price? And, and you know this is one of the things that that one of our listeners, Brian Terrell, has talked talked a lot right. about in the conversations that he's had with with, with folks and. But I think he's really approaching it from a great standpoint. He's like, well, I, what I got to do is I got to figure out a way to continuously build value in this so that years two, three, four, there's new stuff for them, not just an implementation that I do one and done. So. Right. Right. And and there's ways to establish that trust early on and prove yourself um, that I think can, it, it's not an insurmountable barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the Simplex and they're in, they're up in Canada, right? Yes, that's and, correct. And I know she founded it with a former General Electric guy, but it's an in-house legal service. So they're selling to companies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's correct. The, yes. The yeah. Virtual in-house. Um, the other thing they do is you pay a monthly fee, but then if, if you need more, you can buy it additional credits, whatever the hell that means. Right, right. Uh, that, that freaked me out because I just translate that into hours. But I know that one of the co-founders is totally against the billable hour model. So I don't okay. think she, she would go there. But maybe it's just a matter of, you know, hey, we need more access this month because we were working on this or whatever. Some, but, you know, it, it's those types of things, I think, that people get hung up on and and I and I think it's just a throwback to thinking about profitability per client. I really do. I think that's really what's going on here. Yeah, and not and pricing the customer, not pricing the portfolio. I mean, this is is this this will be and can or has been and continues to to be the the biggest debate between the our our value pricing friends, our pure value pricing friends, and and as we begin to move into subscription, uh, this this does this price the portfolio thing really really work. Oh. Yeah. Well, look at your vacuum cleaner. I know. <clears throat> oh, I know. <laughs> Well, folks, we're up against our last break. Want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending that email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Of course, the website is thesoulofenterprise.com, where you can see show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. We are now running a survey that we're doing on timesheets. So if you go to thesoulofenterprise.com slash survey, you can take our survey on timesheets, and we'd love to get that information. We'll probably have a, a future show on that at some point but right now a word from our sponsor including my employer sage follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn sage provides accountants with compliance reporting and analytic solutions to do more for their clients these solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. 
Ron, let's take a minute and talk about our new sponsor, File, F-Y-L-E. We saw a demo of this thing, and it's really awesome. It really is. It allows complete flexibility. You can use any program to submit your expenses. I found that completely liberating. Yeah, and of course, it integrates with all of the accounting software out there. Yeah, and they really nailed their pricing. They use a flat pricing system, so you don't pay for all your employees, only the ones that actually file their expense reports. Yep, so check them out at FileHQ.com. That's F-Y-L-E-H-Q.com. Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now, you know that for $5, you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! Have you listened to so many of my ads that it's corroded your soul? I absolutely have. What if I told you that you could listen to my voice for an entire podcast? I'd say that approximately half of the podcast is actually my voice. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. And I'm Caleb Newquist. We're launching a new podcast called Oh My Fraud. Ron and Ed explore the soul of enterprise. Caleb and I explore fraud, which is more like the herpes of enterprise. Go to wherever you get your podcasts and download Oh Oh My Fraud. Fraud. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. fan uh wow mentioned a lot of shows that we've done from all the way back to 116 up to 332 and a bunch in the middle so um anyway he's asking us a question this is a rash and he's in texas and he wants to specialize in dentists because he's heard us talk about subscription he's heard us talk about niching mm-hmm. um and he explains how he went and visited over 400 dentists office he sat down with four dentists and signed engagements with two of them mm-hmm. and then did a mass mailing um and then um d- did um did 800 mailers didn't get any takers from that and Mm -hmm. asked us for ideas suggestions strategies recommendations of what he could do to build a niche practice cool they turned off okay (laughs) sorry folks we were getting some background noise um so anyway he asked us for ideas strategies and um i thought we could kick it around a little bit even though it's it's certainly not my area of expertise but at least we know what the issue is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no let's let's do that i mean and i look i think he's doing a lot of the right things already um and ron did you get a sense for how many dentists he already had in in his practice before he started doing this i get the sense that it was zero 
that, oh, okay. these so two that he signed out of these 430 visits are his first two. But I, I could be wrong on that. I'm not okay. sure. He's a so, relatively new practice. Got it. So the, 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 there's, you know, the old saying, uh, you put all your eggs in one basket and watch that basket. Basket. So what? what it, it, so the watch the basket here is take great care of those two customers that you do have just knock their socks off and oversell them. And then you got to go to them and ask them to mention to their dentist friends. I I, I know it sounds weird, but dentists hang out with each other. (laughs) So, and, and and I think you have to find out where, where they are, you know, are they all playing golf on the same day? Cause some of them do. I actually, my, my dentist, this is, is, is sort of, I guess it's, I guess this is coincidental or ironic. I always forget the fine thing, but he, he, he's also an ice hockey player. Oh, wow. <laughs> dentist plays ice hockey. Uh, hockey. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, the whole teeth thing there and yeah. he's on a team with other dentists. Wow. Yeah. Try and find out where they congregate, go to their webinars, conferences, you know, try and get speaking. I also suggested, you know, possibly write for magazines that they read. Yes. Uh, Editors of magazines are always looking for content, you know, try not to make it boring tax stuff, but, you know, about financial success or more time in your business more time with your family, whatever, you know, those types of those types of issues. So, um, but I, you know, it, it is, it's, it, it takes longer to build a niche practice. There's no doubt about it. It's more organic, but it's far more profitable and just far easier all the way around to have a niche practice. Long-term. I, I, I we talked about this on some of our strategy shows, Ron, do you remember this? It was called the, the, the three C model, um, which is customers mm-hmm. competition, um, and and uh, and and company, right. and it's the Kenichi Omai model, where the bottom line of this triangle is differentiation, and this whole notion of stretching out the differentiation so that you are different from your competitors. And when you look at this model as a triangle, think about pulling one of the bases of the triangle out further from the other base, and and but keeping it as a triangle. And what would happen is is while the side that you're you're pulling out gets longer, the slope goes down. So it's easier to get mm. up the slope, but it's a longer haul oh, because yeah. it takes a longer period of time to get to that customer who's at the top of the pyramid, but it takes longer to get there. But but pu- pushing whatever it is or w- walking up that hill is a little bit easier, although it takes longer. So that's that 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 I think is the way to think about this from a from a build your practice standpoint. Right. I think the other thing you can do, too, uh, is you could go into dental schools and talk to, you know, graduating dentists about, you know, whether the economics of buying into a practice or starting a practice. I'm just kind of going off the experience of my friend who's in this niche. That's all he does is dentists. And the way he got his start at is he actually even before I met him at a big eight, uh, but before he worked at the big eight, he interned for a CPA practice that was the lead dental practice in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. He interned for them for and for a couple years. And so he had already developed connections. He got to know the people that sold dentist insurance, malpractice equipment. He got to, you know, he networked completely, just threw himself into the whole community, not just the dentists, but all the suppliers to them as well. Mm-hmm and just became really well known and that's how he got such word of mouth when he started his practice so 
Well, the the, the one thing that I would would also add on, on that because I think it's it's um, important to note is that the you know the. Um, and now, now I've lost. Now I've lost my train of thought, Ron. We're not having a great show overall here. So, <laughs> all right, finish up your thought. So, uh, well, no, that was it. That was uh, that was it. But but stick with it, Arash. And we know it's tough, but you're much better off niching. I think if you talk to anybody with any honesty and you ask them if you had to do it all over again, I'm talking about starting a practice. What would you do different uh, outside of value pricing and never do a timesheet? It would definitely be niching. No doubt in my mind. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Get those all of those people together. So, sure. yep. so Ed, another uh, subscription law firm, uh, and I think this was sent either by John Chisholm or Matthew Burgess, our Verisage colleagues. This one's out of Adelaide. It's a law firm, Kit Legal. So they're 100% subscription. They do financial services uh, law and uh, 100% subscription base. So I thought that thought that was pretty encouraging. And there was another one I ran across uh, that just had its 20th anniversary. Uh, this is... Um and it's it's landlord law so for like landlords and tenants it's out of the uk it's landmark it's called landmark and this gal used to practice and she just said oh, this is just ridiculous and then went out and started landlord law 25 pounds a month 250 pounds for a year and just this thing just took off she has a diy eviction kit and you know free telephone advice if you need that um and just she's having a great time and just really really successful um so definitely the model works <laughs> totally and i remember what my point was now to uh, arash is and that is help your dentists create subscriptions. I think dentists are yes. a prime area where we should see direct dental care. You know, so the d direct primary care stuff, direct dental care is got to be something that is because really dental insurance is right now nothing more than prepaid dental care. Absolutely. It's it's, it's t everyone will tell you, you know, we've got it through Sage and okay, it's it's great, but it's it's just prepaid dental care. That's all it really is. And I think dentists are probably more uh, in in alignment with with getting uh, direct care than even doctors are. Cuz it's much much more tightly defined. Couldn't agree more. I, I, it baffles me that doctors are the only ones that have gone into, you know, the model that we really mm -hmm. like, which is the DPC concierge. So, so anyway, that's that's the subscription update, folks. Ed, what do we have coming up next week? Ron, next week we are going to talk about memorable mentors. And unfortunately, another sad note, PJ O'Rourke passed away, but he wrote some great, great books that you and I are both big fans of. So we're going to talk about PJ O'Rourke next week in our memorable mentor series. Excellent. I look forward to it. I'll see you in 167 hours. This has been the Soul of Enterprise, business in the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage, transforming the way people think and work so their organizations can thrive. Join us next week on Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. But in the meantime, please visit us on the web at www.thesoulofenterprise.com or our Patreon channel 
patreon.com slash T-S-O-E. 